This is Comet Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. How are you doing, Jason Glick? I'm doing just fine, John. And yourself? Oh, not too bad. What do you have in store for us tonight? All right. So, if you've been reading the blog for an extended period, and I'm pretty sure you have if you've been listening to me for this long, then you know, like, I've got some particular thoughts on, on one creator, um, J. Michael Straczynski. Now, he's beloved by the geek community for creating Babylon 5. And um, like, by all rights, he should be because it was a great series. But he's also part of one of the first major um, like TV and film um, writers to actually like, you know, dive into comics. And he did this in the, it's like in the mid-90s um, through Top Cow with two series, um, Rising Stars and Midnight Nation. Now, I've read Rising, first volume of Rising Stars, and I have yet to get around to, to finishing it for reasons. But um, a couple of years back, a buddy of mine... Um, like recommended um, Midnight Nation to me, just for the fact that you know that hey you know it's like it's not, it's this kind of series where you think that you know it wouldn't be good because it's for what it's about, but at the same time like it actually um is quite good for like because it act because he does manage to like make like a silk purse of a sow's ear for lack of lack of a better term. Now these are the series that got him his start in in comics. At the same time, though, he's gone on to write lots of stuff for Marvel and DC. But over the re- in recent years, like I've talked about how his opinion, how how a lot of stuff he's written has kind of like you know cratered my opinion of him, for lack of a better term. And yeah, he did write um, he did write an extended run on Spider Man that I've heard you know started off pretty well, but then ended in a kind of a a, a what the fuck kind kind of manner, in the sense that he almost took his name off off what he was writing there. But then, and see, and then you've got um, other stuff like, um, like his that I mean, right after like he did um, Marvel, it's like he went to um, he like, scooped up for a for a, for an exclusive um, like creator like creator um, deal, and then um, well, that's when things really started going going wrong for him. I mean, he he wrote. Um, he was really um, scooped up just to write um, Superman Earth One, but he also did runs on Brave and the Bold, Wonder Woman, and um, Superman. And while Brave and the Bold and, and um, Wonder Woman, where I've heard, I've heard are kind of like, yeah, you know, I didn't hear anything especially negative about them. Um, his run on Superman was, was from what I've heard, was like a special kind of terrible in the sense that it's that you had Superman walking around. Um, it's like you know, walking the, like, like walking um from, from walking across the across the U.S. in order to um you know connect with the regular man because he doesn't know what they're about, because you know he's a superhero and all and he doesn't, it's like he's not big on figuring out what people are, what real people are about, and I've heard that you know the, say that that um this that his his run on the on Superman was a was pretentious high, it's like heavy-handed and just all kinds of terrible to the point but also like the fact that you know his commitments basically forced him to ab- abandon his runs on superman and wonder woman halfway through then you had phil hester and chris oberson um come on take on wonder woman and superman respectively in order to like bail him out of like his commitments right here but then you got superman earth one which just first one first volume wasn't you know necessarily bad but um the second volume was just awful i mean i did not believe in the vision of Superman that he gave us. So, 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 so this is a Superman who was, you know, petty enough in order to, you know, tran- you know, transport a uh, like an abuse, 
like an abusive boyfriend to to Siberia, and also to um you know um, leave a bunch like lead a bunch of um revolution um revolutionaries in a um island nation in order to kill their like their um leader. And I don't you know hey. Yeah, I know Superman's all about justice and all, but to have a Superman you know, like who would just like you know like condone killing, like you know letting people um leading people giving people the means to kill some guy, I mean no, that's not Superman. I mean yes, that is the you know I don't it's like you know I don't I'm not going to kill you, but I'm not going to save you. Um, ethos we got in Christopher Nolan's Batman, but you know this is not Superman, and. This is, and that's main, that's the main reason I decided to sell my two volumes of um, Superman Earth One at Book Off a couple weeks back, because you know I don't really sell a whole lot of comics, like um, comic books. Period. But these ones, yeah, like I wanted. I figured you know I'm never gonna read these again, so fuck them. So that's and that's where we are with with Straczynski. So, but you know, hey, here's the thing, Straczynski. Um, he, I mean, he's been basically been writing for Marvel and DC for like a better part of the last decade, but now he's um, hooked up with Image, and it says that he's been launching a metric ton of stuff through them, like from from the series I'm going to talk about in a little bit, um, Ten Grand to um, Sidekick to Apocalypse Al, and um, probably something I'm forgetting right now. But he's also doing a Twilight Zone series through Dynamite. But like that's like four different series he's that he's doing that he's doing um, that he's pretty much has you know the will to do whatever. The wherewithal to do whatever he wants. So, oh, and Dream Police—that's the other series he's, he's launching through Image in a couple couple months as well. So yeah, guys got almost like guys got a full, full slate here, and I'm so I'm hoping that you know that you know like we've got that you know like that his um recent um, desire to do more creator-owned work is going to um you know prove more fruit um fruitious than. See, are fruitful than um, than what he's done for uh, Marvel and DC over the past decade. So, but still, it's worth talking about. You know what? Um, you know why I have this faith in in his creator and work in the first place. And here we come to Midnight Nation. Midnight Nation is a story of one LAPD cop um, named David Gray. He's kind of the um, you know like been been there, done that. You know, got the bloodstained T-shirt in the sense that you know he's. So he's been kind of ground down by his job. He's kind of, and he also kind of person puts, uh, you know, the work above all else. In the sense that, you know, his wife, his wife left him a couple of years back, and now he's just, you know, like going through, um, like, just like, you know, trying to like save as many people as he can in the course of his work. One of them um, le- involves like a, uh, like a random drug bust one, one night when he's trying to figure out, just going through the motions, figure out, you know, like who, like who in the neighborhood saw things right like this? And then one guy tells him about, tells him about, you know, hey, yeah, you know, like I know what's up with this this particular murder right here. But then he also tells him about that, you know, these guys, like the, the men, like you know, they got him. Then David's like, yo, who are these guys? And like, man, the guy's like, man, you know nothing about what's going on. And then he's, you know, he's buzzed by uh, by a black by a black van, and the guy disappears. And then um, now David then she gets a lead on this. In this case, and then like as he as he follows it to the um like to this one drug dealer, he finds out that you know this guy's got some special kind of backup like these cre- creepy guys in black cloaks, green faces, and black it's like and like and black tattoos on their faces as well. And even though he takes out the guy, um he fi- like there's this one other person there who like who I mean these guys are like they're just like not there. But then this one guy says, hey, you know. 
this guy may be more interesting. So he reaches into a chest, David's chest, and David blacks out. He wakes up on the way to the hospital, talking about how it's how he's so cold. Then when he wakes up, when he passes out again, wakes up, wakes up in the hospital. He sees that you know people in the hospital just can't see him, like they're half there and all. Then he's accosted by this one girl named Laura Laurel, in in the hospital, and she tells him that that she's going to um, help him out until the time that you know either he kills her or she or she has to kill him. So that's the first issue. And um, you're wondering, and it's a good, it's a good hook, especially as far you know, as far as getting you to read things. Going. So you're wondering, you know, where do you th- these things go from here? Now, Midnight Nation is basically, as um, Straczynski explains in his afterward, came to him, making from his wanderings through San Diego in the late late 70s, talking about how how things change between you know the daytime and the nighttime in it's like in the it's like in the city. And, you know this, and so. What make what um, makes a series you know kind of you know not you know like more like not not so appealing in the sense that it's it's a very it's it's on level it's a heavy-handed metaphor about that homelessness and the people the, the people who fall through the cracks in the sense that you know all like all the people who who are just like you know who, who can't like who David interacts with are just uh, you know people who people who've just like you know run, like found like run into bad luck or just you know not. Like um, it's fallen through the cracks of society, or just not made the right choices in it's like in their lives. So it's so one so one hand it's like it's like I said it's a it's a giant it's a giant metaphor, and it's also a, a huge religious one as well because even though it's not specifically stated, you can um pretty much it's it's not hard to draw the draw the lines between you know it's like the uh, like the connections between like you know like the men being agents of Satan and their leader being Lucifer himself and Laurel being um, basically kind of being an an- being if not an angel of God then basically one, one of his one of his chief one of his right hand men as well or women for like, I'm sorry to say but um, you but it's but what makes this but you know even though like, like I said the series is very heavy handed it's got a like really overt overt metaphor but at the same time um it's like it's. I still think it works. It's like um, David's journey from, like, from California to California to New York, in order to, in order to get his soul back. It's like is it's like it's basically um, presented as a as a as a real as a real ordeal. Something that you know, hey, he's that he has to work for in order to get. And the stakes are clearly outlined throughout the course of the series, and. It's like, like as are the fact, you know, that that what's what's involved for for Laurel as well. I mean, even though there's a lot of you know, um, and and for, and even though like there's there's a lot of like you know, hey, what's going on? Why am I doing this? Um, what's like um why? It's like um what's the deeper meaning here? It's like a lot of these stories are actually questions are actually answered. I mean, this isn't a giant mystery box type deal times yet when um the likes of um JJ Abrams and Damon Lindelof are involved. No, this is a twelve issue miniseries, self contained, nothing beyond what's in what's what's in the collection. And you actually do get all all the answers or at least enough information in order to draw all the conclusions yourself. And and also um what also helps thinks helps the series immensely is that is the fact that um you know even though it's like fairly serious material you know, Straczynski doesn't take this, you know, 
deathly serious as he has in some of his some of his other other work. I mean, there there are there are plenty of um like humorous exchanges between Dave, David and Laurel as they go along the as they go along the the road, and the men the uh, like even though, like they're like essentially the villains. There are still some like you know clever and playful bits with them, such as when they're um which is when they have to act out the um act of creation. It's like of, of the universe through um like under their mas- their master's auspices. It's like and also you know they're like even though their their leader who was never identified by name, but you can pretty much like tell that he's Lucifer. You know he's he actually emerges as a fairly sympathetic character, like for the most part. And since that you know hey he's. Like he's seen that how this goes, like he, he figures like you know, hey, you know, like how can you like you know deal with this kind of world, you know when it's like when like this is the when these are the circumstances that are that are up from it. It's it's like it's like it's what I'm getting at here is that there's a lot of it's like that there is it's like you know like that the, there is a lot of um like so there's 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 a lot of um ridiculousness there's some silliness. But at the same time, like the uh, the whole like you know, what what do you what does it take in order to get your soul back? What do you do with it when you do with David? Um, it actually feel like the, con- the consequences and circumstances that he endures endures throughout the series really do feel earned. And um, so when so when you do get to the um, surprising climax, yeah, you know it's like it's it's very heartwarming, but it but it does feel like you know something that wasn't. You know, just tacked on that. You know, hey, that, that I'm just things. Things doesn't feel like things ended this way in order to make a point. It feels like don't no, David really earned them throughout the course throughout the course of the series, and that's that's what I really like about it. And that's and even after reading it again recently, I think it still holds up. It's still, it's like it's still. I think it's still recommended. And like, yeah, it's like I can imagine like some people will be turned off by its heavy handedness. Then there. But you know, hey, I it's like I enjoy it. I think it's worth your time. Now that brings me to his um most recent series, um, Ten Grand. Now this is this recently launched launched through Image through great fanfare, and sales have um since dropped off um rather remarkably because there's been a lot of drama in terms of like the um create, creators involved. Mm. <sighs> anyway, because short version is. That um, well, this was launched with um, Ben Templesmith of of um, Thirty Days of Night fame, providing the art. The, um, uh, Templesmith eventually like had to drop out due to um, drama in his personal life, and it was and he, and he was and art duties were recently taken over by um, C.P. Smith, someone who was a has a dramatically different style, like from from the artist. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. Um, Ten grand. Um, it's like it, it's just, it's well, actually no. Let me let me back up a bit again before I let me back up a bit before I start before I even go somewhere. Anyway, I saw um, Straczynski in person at um, the Image panel at um, Comic Con last year, and when someone asked him about um, you know going back to say Rising Stars or or Midnight Nation again, he said no, no, I would never do that because. Um, you know, I would just figure like this, those things like ended perfectly, and so like, I would never see about just trying to like, you know, um, like interfere with them. So I just like I just I just messed them up. 
which is a fair amount of hypocrisy from someone who was involved with the whole before Watchmen business with the DC. So there you go. But still, I mean, the man's got a point, you know, especially when you you control the um, copyrights behind behind your own work. But still, it's worth noting that the ten grand um, feels like an attempt to um, tackle Midnight Nation with some of its themes from a. Uh, from a different angle. So if you're not going to redo the entire series, it helps you just, you know, go at it from a different direction. Because um, Ten Grand is a story of one um, Joe Fitzgerald. Not a hitman, but a button man from the mob. The kind of guy who buttons down problems before they get out of hand. And um, the love of his life, Laurel. Laura, who, um, like, you know, he was, yeah, he was going to um, quit, like, quit things and, um, and, you know, go off to live with her after one last job but it turns out that one last job involved I'm taking out a, like I'm taking out a um, demon from hell and um, and his henchmen that involved um Joe's death and um Laura's death as well but heaven saw this and figured hey you know while you're while your um, love of your life is going to heaven you're going someplace else unless you start working for us and then whenever you die in a righteous cause we will give you five minutes to to spend with her until you've um, redeemed yourself in our eyes. Joe says, yes. Because they um, actually gave him the breath back to speak um, for those for that one word right there. So so Joe basically um, has the uh, um, charges people 10 grand in order to um, fend off the, um, the losers, the, um, the weirdos, and the crazies like from from, from, from getting his services and in and in order to just basically ensure that he he's um dying in a righteous cause if that happens when he's working for these people now this sounds like a um fairly standard like a nice setup for the series i mean you you showed joe um you know going on these like these various missions while laying out the um like the little bits of the plot as like you know as things go on however the whole ten grand aspect of it um, it's basically as material to the series as is um, Manji's um, um, vow that he'll, he'll kill, cut down a thousand of the bad guys um, in Blade of the Immortal. So, so I mean, if you're, so I mean, if if you're that's the kind of premise you're operating from, then yeah, you could do worse than than to um, buy a copy from one of my um, all-time favorite series because um, as things as things go on, it turns out that Joe's um, most recent case involves a. Um, a goodwill group named Divine Will that has um, like far darker um, uh, spiritual connection, connections than you ex- than you expect. In fact, it's like it's also like it's part of a plot by the demon who got Joe killed in the first place to help to help certain interested parties um, find Laura in heaven and then get her and then spirit her away for for their own needs. So now Joe has to go into it's like into purgatory and and to hell in order to get in order to get the love of his life back. So that now, yeah, that's kind of spoiler territory. But at the same time, that's what the series actually is. In fact, the series, even though the series is advertised as being ongoing, it strikes me as being a much more finite um, run. Like, like even though this is volume volume one was just released, I get the feeling there's only going to be one more volume because you know twelve issues of Joe um, mucking about in. It's like in the afterlife, seems to be all that. It's like you know all that the series, all that the title can stand. I mean, and even then, like you know, certain things like saying like you know, like Joe, like you know, like uh, 
like accessing the internet through the secret language of the angels, all the special, um, you know, like heavenly stuff that he that he's that he's accrued in order to um, you know do his job. Some of this, I mean, some of the stuff they get. A lot of this stuff sounds like you know, hey, you know, like I'd like to know like you know about the history of this, and you know, like all a little all the little itty bitty itty bitty things about this. You know, just get dive into the backstory. It sounds like there's a lot of stuff here that could be drawn out. You know, to, for a good ongoing series, but at the same time, ten grand doesn't feel like it's going to going to last that long. So at the same time, you know, there's it's like I kind of there's a lot of stuff in this first volume that I wish would be expended on, but it's not, and I don't feel it's going to be based on what I get here. As for what is, you know, it's like I don't know. It's like I I generally liked it. I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, like you've got a good um like overall story with um Joe. Just um, you know, trying to like it, his his love for Laura is is well established. Like the um, like the machinations of heaven and hell are it's like are well set up as well. It's like and it's like and you got um, it's like it's like and things are and like his and his overall quest is well defined. Like you know, I now that he's in purgatory at the end of it's like it's like uh, in the in the latter half of this first volume, there's a pretty good. It's a pretty good direction for the series as well, and and also the series touches on like you know certain things from his previous run from Midnight Nation in the sense that you know people who don't who don't make decisions you know wind up you know like trapped like like trapped and um and living dull and pointless lives it's like and how it's like and how they wind up paying for it in, it's like in the afterlife. And how um, you know guys like Joe, like even though they've not lived like you know good lives, they've at least lived lives like lives are worth living, for lack of a better term. So it's so overall, it's like you know with this first volume of ten grand, I'm I'm certainly invested in seeing where things um, go f- go from here, for lack of a better term. Then, but also it's worth noting that you know like they are like the art. Um, like from Ben Templesmith, it's like it's it's great st- it's great stuff. I mean, the man does creepy and surreal like no one else. It's like and like when you're dealing with the like, demons, it's like demons and supernatural stuff. There's rarely a better guy in it's like in the present like, in the industry today who can nail this stuff as well as Templesmith does. Then you get um, C.P. Smith and um, Straczynski. Um, at least made the smart decision at the end of um, issue four. To um manage to um stage um Smith's um trend um stage Smith's introduction to the work is kind of like a transition between the real world and purgatory, and um Smith's um, style here is kind of interesting in the sense that it's it you can tell it's it's very it's um very um like CG oriented, but at the same time like he's it's done in the style that kind of just uh, you know cardboard cutouts. Like it's like you know, it's like you know, paper dolls, like moving through, like moving through space, and it's like it's it's interesting, it's different. It's like and it's like any of those like there's there's some awkwardness. I think kind of like it's just, it's a nice surreal type um like type of imagery for the like for the series to go from here. So so overall, it's like it's like I liked it, and there's also like the general um like um that was the the general sense of humor that he had from, from Midnight Nation is present here as well, such as when when Joe um, finally breaks into makes meet, runs into the gateway to to hell 
to own the afterlife, it's um it's advertised as a um as a tourist um poster to own to New Jersey. Then you've also got and there's also a nice little callback to um like to Midnight Nation at the end when um he talks about the uh, when he meets up when the when he um when he offers the angel some gum and that's that's kind of clever as well. So I mean it's so overall it's like I think that uh, you know ten grand um gives it gives me hope that you know now um, Straczynski is free of corporate influence. It's like he's going to just you know give us more stuff that's more you know like true to himself. That doesn't have to, like that's you know it's stuff where he sets rules and that he's not going to have to contend with you know say my inter- my impression of Superman um, from here on out. So overall, it's like um I will I will be picking up the next volume of Ten Grand when it comes out. Volume I mean, issue ten is listed for April. And so maybe sometime later this year, but you know, I, like I said, I can't imagine the series, you know, going more beyond ten issues based on what's set up, you know, twelve issues than what's set up here. So we'll see how that goes, and um, look forward to my thoughts on some of his other um, creator-owned titles from Image, particularly Sidekicks. I'm wondering if he can nail the uh, the balance between you know, so terrible you can't look away, the story of a um, former superhero sidekick um, needs in order to um, survive right there. So, Midnight Nation, like, highly recommended, hails from the, uh, like, from the um, realm of um, much better than you expect it to be, and um, if you like that, then Ten Grand makes a nice um, spiritual follow-up for that. John, any particular thoughts on my ramblings right here? Oh, none particularly at this time. Okay, so you're, so you're just going to, like, be... Be content with like your 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 remembrance of hi- remembrances of him from Babylon Five. Am I correct? That's correct. That's correct. You know, which still isn't on back on Netflix streaming. Dang it. <laughs> no, but I mean, can't you can't you buy it on on Amazon? Can't you buy the entire series on Amazon now or something? Yes, you can actually. All right. So uh, yes, indeed, indeed, you are correct, sir. <laughs> yeah. So one of these days, then. Oh yes, one of these days it will be mine. Yes. <laughs> Cool. All right, so you know that's all I had for you guys. So all um, right, and with that, oh, uh, that's it. Yeah, that that's it. That's I mean, like, all we next, have. Yeah, next next time, um, I'm aiming maybe to talk about um, say um, one particular person from the BPRD specifically. Um, that would be Abe Sapien. Um, but you know, like that's that's um, that, that's up in the air at this point. So we'll see how that goes. We will indeed, and we'll see you next time on Comet Picks by the Glick. All right, laters. All right, bye.